everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of One in Five from Bully to Healed. Throughout my experience as a bullying victim in the healing process, I have worked diligently to place my mental health on the forefront. Anyone who has been a victim of bullying knows that the sticks and stones thrown at them really scar their well-being. After seeking one mental health therapist after another, I took leaps toward healing my mind, but I kept having days when I felt that I was back to square one. Upon doing research every day for what seemed like months, a really interesting healing concept from Anthony William, the originator of the celery juice movement, fell into my lap. The connection between food and mental health. We all know how important it is to nourish our bodies with food that will help us to look and feel our best, but have we really ever thought about how that subconsciously impacts our mental health? Today, I am so honored and pleased to have with me the incredible owners of Revolutionize out of Manalapan, New Jersey, who will be answering that question and much more. Randy and Michelle Frankel, welcome to One in Five. Thank you so much for coming on to the show with me today. Hi, Jackie. Thank you for having us. Hi, thank you so much. It's really excited to be on today. Awesome. I'm so happy to. Thank you, guys. So before we get into this awesome discussion, would you mind just sharing a little bit about your company and why you had founded it? Yeah, absolutely. So me and Randy used to be personal trainers in the industry for years. And, um, you know, our hands, they got stronger and faster and more agile, but they weren't seeing those aesthetic results that they were looking for. You know, everybody ate clean and healthy and good, every buzzword you can think of. But when it came down to it, they had to have the correct amount of those healthy foods to get those aesthetic results they were looking for. So me and Randy started Revolutionized Nutrition to focus on fat loss, muscle gain, body transformation, and help clients with different lifestyles, all different physical activity levels, and apply it to, to really everybody and provide an education that really can last a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, we've been in the industry for a while. I mean, I've been in the fitness industry from about 2005. We started Revolutionized in 2013. We've seen the same things over and over. The most frustrating thing we saw, and I guess I'll relate it to mental health with this, is people putting in a lot of effort in the gym, putting in what they think is a lot of effort with their diet and not getting the results they want, which really leads to this nasty cycle of regret, guilt, comparison, um, unhealthy relationships with food. So that's, a, I'd say, where Revolutionize has been evolving now is right where we're going today is why do we make the decisions we do with our food because if it was just based off hunger, we'd be eating kills and bits every day like our dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> well, that's great. And I know that you guys really follow by the concept of flexible nutrition when dealing with your clients. And prior to this show, I had told you guys that I've been going to a nutritionist for years, but I've never even heard of it at all. So would you mind just sharing how flexible nutrition works and just breaking down the science behind it? Yeah, so the flexible nutrition concept, we get away from just calling food good food and bad food. It's just food. So it's more science-based. We focus on macronutrients, so how many grams of protein, fat, and carbohydrates you should be having in a day based on where you are now, what your goals are, what your physical activity level is, and many more variables that go into it. And we teach you how to eat food and how to make your own decisions. And if you want to have, let's call it, I don't want to call it a treat food, but that's what people are going to call it, like a cookie or ice cream. We teach you, you can have those things in the proper amounts and develop a healthy relationship with all types yeah. of food. I tend to be a person who's very much, I like dealing in facts. So when people say this food is good or bad, healthy or not healthy, I go, well, what do you mean? 
you know, why is it X, Y, or Z? And they go, well, I heard it was that or the other thing. I go, well, that's sort of a nonsense statement. If you look into it, usually when people say healthy or not healthy, they're referring to the micronutrient density of food, you know, the vitamins, minerals, all that good stuff. And a lot of times the health benefits, the micronutrients, which are going to keep your organs, uh, brain, all the good, really good, important stuff you need to live, rocking and rolling, don't always line up with the macronutrient content, which is really going to, um, it affects a lot of stuff. But in terms of fat loss, it's the only thing that is going to create energy or calories. So your protein, fats, and carbs all have a specific calorie value. And that's not a revolutionized thing. That's just a science thing. So uh, protein and carbs are four calories per gram. Fats are nine. And technically, the fourth macronutrient, alcohol, has seven. And if you want to get crazy, because macronutrient water, but that's no calories. <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing that you guys can just say that right on the fly and know it so well. It's really interesting that you talk about it because you said it's not this revolutionized thing. It's a very common concept, but it's, it seems it's that it's science. Yeah, it's basic science. If you were to go to school for this, this is the stuff you learn on day one of your nutrition class. It's not a fad. It's not multi-level marketing. It is just science. Yeah, um, and one of the neat things I like to say is we don't like to put a morality or a cap on nutrition. We're just worried about the X's and O's of it. So it's kind of like, and this is going to be, you're going to find, my analogies make sense, some don't, but we're going to roll with this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you go to a mechanic, they're not so worried about your paint job or the spoiler you have on your car or the radio. They go, what do I need to do to make the engine work? Do I have to replace it? It's just a technical issue. It's not a matter of, well, uh, I have allergies or I just don't like this. I say those are lifestyle choices or medical issues. So you kind of have to start with what the issues are. And I think people try to fix, let's call them way more complicated problems nutrition-wise before they address the simple stuff. And a lot of times by addressing the simple stuff, you'll clean up the more complicated stuff. Uh, And the catchy, cheesy version of that is uh, don't major in the minors. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. And it's interesting that you mentioned that too, because you see all these fad diets out there. And I think that's where people try to fix everything at once and go keto or go gluten free or go sugar free and such. So I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that. And for someone like me, and I know I've told you guys about this before, but I have numerous allergies. So unfortunately, I have no choice but to eat those specific diets, gluten free, dairy free and such. But Right on. I think it's so important to just have a healthy relationship with food. It's not it's it's not a guessing game. Yeah. And I always tell people, especially for people who have limited dietary choices to start, I always think it's even more important to realize what the value of food is in terms of there is no good or bad to give yourself some to not even have extra rigidity when you already have rigidity due to medical decisions. Also adding on to that with people who have food allergies, they can become so frustrated with food that they almost start to kind of like look from like an enemy kind of standpoint. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And that's one of the most important things about the way we try to do things um, is you take everything for what it is. You know, if you have a bad day, you mess up. Uh, people come in, they're like, oh, I just pointed. I want to tell you, I go, what's the big deal? You messed up. I know why the scale's up or I know why the scan's off. No problem. Just get right back on track. Your body doesn't say, oh, I messed up in the last 24 hours. So now the diet's over forever. Your body's going to say, how was I over the last year? Yes. <laughs> and when you start compiling, and I always kid around, a big saying of mine is, give me 75% all the time and you'll be perfect. Yes. Exactly. It's okay to have that Oreo cookie. It's okay, at least for me, to have uh, a chocolate chip cookie that's yes. gluten free, dairy free. It's okay. <laughs> so now, um, <laughs> Bringing this into the perspective of the mental health of bullying victims, how do you think that flexible nutrition plays a role in the mental health of bullying victims who are healing from their traumas? 
so huge. My, uh, you'll find as the more you talk to me, I have a lot of quirky interests. And I say one of my bigger ones is mental health and psychology and all that stuff. And usually where you see people um, develop, let's call it unhealthy habits with uh, food or maybe the beginnings of a disorder or dysfunction, is they're trying to usually either take control back or assert control somewhere they don't have. And usually the easiest thing that most people can control is their food Yes, in terms of that. So whether they overlimit, underlimit, want to have extreme rigidity to prove they can. And that develops those unhealthy habits as well, especially um, in terms of some of the more unhealthy extreme stuff, like the starving yourself. Yeah. Um, if you're starving yourself, binging and purging, um, you're obviously going to lose weight in the scale. So the problem that starts happening is people see that and go, I'm, they're associating the positive result with the negative behavior. And now you get this really uh, dark uh, battle in your head. Especially when it comes to bullying victims. I know some personally who really struggled with eating disorders because they were looked at as too overweight and they yeah. developed bulimia or they developed anorexia. And it's a really sad and a very real issue that people go through, which is why I'm so happy that I'm talking to you guys today, because I really think that you can speak upon this and help clients who are dealing with that to be able to develop a healthier relationship with food. I mean, I got to be honest. I, this, I wish I can say I haven't seen this a lot, but yeah. we have. Uh, and I want to say, too, is I'd say it's probably 50-50 across men and women. I think that's underrated. I see a lot of men who come in with massive weight loss, and, and they come to the point where they're now almost skeletal, but they want to look muscular, but they're so scared to eat enough calories. Or on the flip side, they're so scared to cut down their exercise a little bit. Yeah, you get a lot of body dysmorphia, a lot in this. Yeah, especially like, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, someone who might have been overweight as a child, bullied, and now they take it to an extreme. But a lot of times, when you've lost quite a bit of, of weight, people are hesitant to tell you you've lost too much. Mm. So again, you might be getting false confidence feeding a negative behavior. It can be really, really scary if you don't have uh, as a professional watching your back. Now, Michelle, I was watching an Instagram live the other day with you and Nicole Gazzardi of the Committee New Jersey, and she had brought up a really interesting point about how everyone has their own kind of stressors and coping mechanisms. Nicole had mentioned that everybody has their own distinct fingerprint and encourage everybody to almost keep that in mind when they're thinking of their bodies individually and how they respond to food. Yeah, so basically when she was talking about the fingerprint, she was talking about how everybody's macronutrients that are calculated for them are theirs. Because people ask her, they're like, what are your macros? I'm just going to do your macros. And she's like, no, those are customized for me and my lifestyle and my my body. You need to get what your macronutrients are. What's your fingerprint? Yeah, yeah and then take it off the less technical side. If you want to go, you have the emotional fingerprint or whatever. Yeah. Um, everyone has that as well. I always tell people um, in terms of flexible nutrition, nothing off limits, but if for you, I'm just going to use the golden Oreo because that's my hypothetical. So we have the hypothetical golden Oreo. Um, and for some people, that may be a trigger food. Yeah. So even though there is nothing wrong with the Oreo, it may be for them not best to put in their diet right now. Yeah. And, you know, just in general and now more so with uh, COVID that's going on right now, we were talking about how everybody's coping mechanisms are different. Everybody has different types of stress that they're dealing with. Um, we see people that don't eat because they're stressed. We see people that do eat because they're stressed. I mean, everybody's just so incredibly yeah. different from one another. And then I also tell people, too, I'm very big on. Um, you'll find with flexible nutrition, I'm very big on tracking, keeping aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the sense of, oh my God, everything needs to be perfect. It's more of, we should have all the variables so we can know what's going on. Because right. um, you see it go both ways where clients will be like, oh, I'm doing so bad. I fell off the rails. And I'm like, listen, just send me your tracker. Let me take a look at it. And it's fine. If I tell you it's messed up by two to three percent, where I go, you're bonkers. It's totally fine. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm killing it. I'm good. Their diet is so bad. I'm like, 
what are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. <laughs> so sometimes I like having the hard facts because it can take emotion out of it. Yeah, and when you and I struggle with all sorts of impulse control, uh, negative thoughts, and you name it, I got it. Facts are always facts, no matter what state of mind you're in. Yeah. The one thing about that's good about talking to Randy is that he's not one of those people that are just like just think positive and do positive. Randy's yeah. like, no, like I'm on the flip side. I struggle with that, you know. Yeah, I, I wish it was that simple. <laughs> and I really appreciate that you guys are so realistic about that too, because I think that's almost a little bit of an issue within the nutrition and the fitness industry is that it's always all about thinking positive, thinking positive, but you need to be real at the same time. And I really admire that you yeah. guys do that with your clients. Yeah, it's it's the truth. And it's, um, you know, you never want to plan for something to go wrong, but like you said, you want to be realistic and you want to set up real ex- realistic expectations. Yeah. It would be like if we're going out to play a football game and expecting every play should get a touchdown because that's the way it's written up. Mm-hmm. No, things happen. The defense is better. Your team messes up. Bad call. So you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Same thing with fitness and nutrition. Absolutely. I know we had touched upon just now triggers and another trigger on top of food is unfortunately drugs and alcohol. We've seen through both the media and firsthand experiences that this can become very detrimental coping mechanisms and especially for bullying victims. And it's interesting. I did some research and found through the Lancet Psychiatry Journal that it describes a study in which bullying victims were very likely to develop anxiety and depression, which are described as, and I quote, common trauma-related triggers of substance abuse. So what would you say to bullying victims who find themselves going through this very scary and potentially life-threatening schedule? How do you believe that they can nutritionally overcome this challenge and bring themselves back on the path to healing from being bullied? Yeah, so I'm going to start by saying this is super complex, and I don't want to minimize anybody's struggles by making it seem like, oh, just do these two things, and you're going to kick drugs and alcohol. Uh, There are things you can do with nutrition to help ease up maybe um, mental health stressors you're going through or avoid future ones. I think one of the best things uh, about nutrition, it can be a point of your life you can use as a control. So to go with maybe um, the the PTSD version of with the substance abuse uh, based off those earlier traumas, people may want to go to those to, uh, and this is again, just super general, dampen the feelings, hide away from it hide the guilt you know whatever it is because there's no lack of control or nowhere in their life they feel i'm doing okay i got this mm. nutrition's an easy spot with realistic goals set up for yourself to really feel like i got a hang on this and now if you tie it to your body and say that bullying was tied to your um, body mass in any way you know not muscular enough too muscular whatever it is this is something you can actually tangibly do to help you feel better about yourself. If you were teased about being overweight, you know, you know what? I can take my health into my hands. Maybe take it as, I don't know, this is going to sound freaking stupid. But take <laughs> it as like, you know what? This bad thing happened to me and I'm going to try and make the best out of it. I have something I can make a good thing out of and it's going to be okay. Um, but I think anytime we're trying to address past mental health issues, I think it's important to always say these things don't erase the scar. So just because you may go through this stuff and you might be doing all awesome positive stuff, you're going to have days that are going to be rough, man, and that's okay. Yeah, and Randy touched briefly on this. It's just setting realistic goals. Um, You know, when you get into this, it's hard because a lot of people are very all-or-nothing mentality and they want to go full throttle and very extreme tactics. Um, You set realistic goals for yourself have real sick expectations keep that healthy mindset you know if you were bullied in the past and people were making you feel like crap about yourself and now you're continuing to feel like crap about yourself because you may feel like a failure because you're not at your final goal yet that is a very 
bad um, situation you're going to find yourself in. So be realistic with yourself. Set small small goals for yourself, small victories, non-scale victories, whatever it may be to make yourself feel good about what you're doing and make yourself feel like a success and not a failure through the process. Yeah, and, and uh, just before we go on to the next question, I'll stop. I'll uh, finish with this on this one. It's not like right or wrong way. A, a lot of people think, well, you got to uh, put your goals on paper. You got to put your goals on Facebook. You got to tell people your goals. You got to tell no one your goals. My answer is, which way feels good for you? That's a good point. You yes. know, if you read this mental health article, and it could be by the smartest person on the planet, but you go, you know what? Not for me. Like me, for example, I kid around. I go, I'm a dungeon troll. I have no desire to go outside. Don't like the sun. I like <laughs> I like the dark and the cold. Yeah. So someone's like, go with the sun. I'm like, no, just I'm, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then that's something you see with social media, the huge component of this. Ever since Instagram came into the picture, people posting about their journeys is, is a huge thing. And you get some people that are like, I would never do that. But now you're just insulting the person who does enjoy it for accountability. It keeps them motivated. So to each their own, like Randy said, there's no right or wrong. If you need a support group, you need to put it online for social, for um, some sort of support, personal accountability, personal accountability, whatever it may be, whatever works for you, go for it. Who gives a crap what anybody else thinks if, in a negative way? Just stay around yeah. positive people, supportive people, non-toxic people. You're going to be good. Yeah, so I'll let you, I can go to um, forever, but I'll let you get to the next yeah. <laughs> no, it's no problem. Right on with everything you're saying. And especially from the perspective of drugs and alcohol too, that, you know, that can really cloud your judgment onto, okay, what's the right thing for me to do to post on social media. And then the other thing I want to add too, is that I work in the social media field and I have been told so many times about how negative social media is. And don't get me wrong. I will say there are quite a few negative aspects about social media, including being cyberbullied. However, though, when people can post about their journeys on there, I think that it's such a wonderful outlet for them, not just to hold themselves accountable, but to also really inspire other people who are a little bit fearful about starting that journey themselves. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I want to uh, tag onto that because I think you hit a perfect point. Um, people, and even like I just said, you know, social media can be bad. Um, every tool has its good and bad sides, and it's more about how you use the tool. Um, if you're on social media stalking out every Instagram model you want to look like, yeah, it's not going to be a beneficial thing for you. But if you're on there talking to people who are going through what you're going through, uh, seeing someone post about their struggles and going, oh, my God, I go through that, and look how they look. I feel like them. So yeah. it's how you want to use the device. Relatability, camaraderie, and support. Yeah, if you want to seek mm -hmm. out negativity, you'll always find it. Yep, yep. Absolutely. So now I want to change gears a little bit and really get back to flexible nutrition. I'm assuming with flexible nutrition that regularly meal prepping is a really great way to follow this protocol. And I would take that further and assume that this would really help bullying victims to take steps towards healing as they nourish themselves with food. So what is each of your favorite meals to prep to help nourish your own minds? Honestly, so I used to prep all my meals on my own. Now I use a service, a meal prep service that is extremely helpful. I deliver right to my door and I have, you know, all fresh food delivered, you know, egg white frittatas. It's eat clean bro, by the way. Yeah, it's eat clean bro. Um, and we have a, like a promo code with them and everything to help uh, customers save some money when they order from them. And uh, yeah, everything from like egg white frittatas, you know, turkey bolognese, I mean, nice fresh food. When I'm prepping on my own, same thing. I stick to like my my Greek yogurts, my, my cottage cheese bowls, my fresh food it's just fresh food fueling the body you feel good you don't feel weighed down and hydrate i always stay hydrated that's a it's a big component of it yeah and, and i can answer that question two ways i could say what's my favorite food if i'm just if someone's saying 
hey, Randy, here's a food that you can eat on a meal plan and still lose weight. I'd say a good steak with a nice side of potato. But if I say I had a bad day, what's my comfort food? It's probably General Sal's chicken. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's great. So, yeah, that next day I do not want to go on the scale. But that's a big thing I tell people, too. So I know I'm a little off topic here, but. People always go to me, I, you know, I lifted, I used to be in, you know, I think pretty good shape in my younger days. I had some injuries and life changes, whatever. I don't really, uh, I'm not as active or as into it as I used to be. People are always like, well, well, you know, you have all this knowledge. Why are, why don't you want to be shredded or be a bodybuilder? I'm like, because I have, it's just not that important to me in my life right now. Um, I'm at a very happy point where I'm like, I'm cool with my body weight. I'm cool where I am. But when I'm stressed or feeling down, I want to be able to eat some foods I like right now. But the flip side is I don't wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, oh, God, I hate the way I look. <laughs> I go, no, this is cool. And, and I always tell you, be, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating for the way you want to feel. I always say what always will mess up your head is when your actions and your thoughts aren't lined up. I really agree upon that. And also, I was kind of thinking throughout all this about someone like me who tends to be extremely busy and I have a very fast paced lifestyle. And sometimes I can feel guilty about taking extra time to meal prep. It seems like that Eat Clean Bro would perhaps be a good option for me then. Yeah, yeah, they're phenomenal. And it's not frozen, it's fresh food. You just throw it in the microwave and you're ready to rock. I literally just finished some turkey bolognese right before this and it was outstanding. Yeah, and they're awesome. And always, too, when it comes to meal prepping for like the real person, you know, the person who's just not paid to eat and work out all day, it's uh, don't always feel like every meal has to be this Instagram worthy five star meal. Sometimes you just got to. Put some chicken in a bag and yeah. eat it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chicken in the bag days. I remember those. And if you or if anybody's listening wants uh, the promo link, if you just put in eatcleanbro.com slash rev, that's all you have to do. Just add slash rev to the end of the website. It'll automatically apply a discount at checkout. Well, that's very awesome. Thank you so much for giving that to our listeners out there. I am sure that they're going to be so happy with using that promo card. So thank you very of much course. for that. Uh, I think it's 10% off. Yeah. Hey, that's great. And especially for people who are just trying it the first time and are curious about yeah. it. I think that that's exactly. a really great way to introduce them to Eat Clean Bro. Yes. So the next question I want to ask you, it's kind of bringing it back to my initial consultation that we had over the phone the other day. You guys had mentioned to me about how your follow-ups with clients consist of just two minutes about talking about <clears throat> nutrition and then the whole rest of that discussion being all about oh, mental my, health. Yes. So why do you think it's important to do follow-ups this way, especially for bullying victims? Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. So the reason why I mentioned that, you know, we do these follow-ups with people and it is, it's like two minutes of nutrition and the rest of that 30-minute session is why? Why do we have these goals in the first place? There's always a more deep-seated reason than I just want to lose weight. There's always a more emotional reason for that. Um, or even if it's not a deep, sorry, cut you off, even if it's not a deeper meaning, it could just be a lack of communicating it correctly. Yeah. And then uh, in addition to that, why did we do good this week? Why didn't we do, why did we encounter so many obstacles and have trouble getting over those obstacles? What was going on in our personal life that could have affected? Um, what's going on at home that could have affected it in your life, in your job, in your family, um, bullying, whatever it may be. People usually have a reason why they do or do not do things. And it's up to us to really coach them through it, you know, kind of face our obstacles head on 
accept that they are there mm-hmm. and figure out ways to manage how to get by in the future to either eliminate or reduce the amount of times that we fall victim to these obstacles. Yeah, because that's it. I always tell people on day one, I go, there's going to be obstacles that we can't change. So we're going to have to figure out how to work around them. Yeah. And there may be obstacles we can do something about. It could, you know, you might be like, well, that gym time doesn't work for me. I go, well, can you wake up an hour earlier? And they go, yeah, I can. And I go, okay, that's an easy problem to solve. Mm-hmm. But there may be some more difficult ones, like my job just does not let me eat every two hours. Right. Yeah, or, or every five, whatever it is. And, so then, we, and then that just usually just requires an adaptation, a modification. Of yeah, that. so it's usually mm-hmm. not an issue, but I think it's a lot of planning and lining up plans and actions. So like Michelle said, a lot of times people come into those consultations, initial or otherwise, and they say, uh, you know, Randy, Michelle, I want to weigh 130 pounds. And I go, sure, that's wonderful. Why do you want to weigh that? And they go, well, I want to, you know, my butt to look better, my abs, my shoulders. I go, that's wonderful. So let's focus on the abs, shoulders, and the butt. And then if the weight lines up, that's great. Right. Because the weight may or may not line up with the body, but if we get the body, the weight's not that, it's, it's neither here nor there. Right. And when we, when I think about our, our regular, you know, general nutrition members and even our competitors, the athletes we've worked with, a lot of them, a very high percentage of them have dealt with bullying, whether it was through high school, whether it was um, family violence or uh, spouse, domestic abuse and stuff like that. Bullying comes in all different forms, not just what you would think about kids fighting on a playground, you know. You see it with spouses, you see it from parents, um, you see it from siblings. Uh, you see a lot of people minimizing people trying to better themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear yes. a lot of people on a, I don't want to say on a diet, but on a diet, you know, and they'll be out tracking their food or prepping their meal. They go, oh, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Lay off. I'm and doing we, it because I want to do it. Yeah. yeah. We see family and spouses, you know, a wife trying to better herself and, and the husband just being a very poor influencer on her being like, why are you doing that? That's stupid. Why are you weighing your food? Come drink with me. Come eat this, you know, and yeah. here's somebody who's trying to better themselves another person who's clearly trying to sabotage them which can clear we can absolutely fall into bullying um is sabotage. yeah and, and a lot of times it's not always even conscious sometimes it can be cleared up with a real honest conversation with the other yeah. person they can be like oh i was ball busting and he's yeah. to talk to them and they're fine or there can be a real deep problem there um and as well a lot of times it's just um these people don't realize how, how much it impacts you sometimes yeah. Uh, and also on the flip side, there might be some things you can do to avoid it too. If you're constantly talking about what you're doing around people that are super negative, you know what? Maybe just they don't need to hear your story yeah. right now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. and that's the truth. Some people, if you're if you have to live with them, there's some people that I just tell them, I go, don't talk about your meal prep, don't talk about your goals, don't talk about what you're doing because the person that you're next to, who you might not may not really be able to you know, get rid of in your life, is just a toxic person. And no matter what you say or do, they're always going to have a negative comment to say to you. And we see a lot with spouses husbands and wives and on the flip side of that i would say your 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 partner spouse best friend whoever's doing this journey with you let's say they don't even have to be on board or understanding i go they just have to be supportive that's it i kid around all the time i go there's been times michelle's been pregnant and she'll pick me up kfc and i'll go eat in the other room while she's eating her (laughs) eggworms yeah yeah it's just yeah i'm doing my thing she's doing her thing they one doesn't have to affect the other exactly Definitely. I agree with you guys 120%. (laughs) So the next thing that I would like to ask you guys is really honing in on bullying victims who are looking to start a nutritional journey with you guys. So from a nutritional perspective, in what unique ways can revolutionize help bullying victims heal from their experiences? So I think what we offer is a little bit different than I think a lot of other nutrition companies. Not all, you know, you don't say that, but with the consultations every week, and I, uh, we focus a lot on the non-nutrition, non-fitness-related activities of the week. So it's not just what was your weigh-in, up, down, goodbye, you know, 
we want to know, like Michelle said before, what was going on? Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many sessions over the years, and I see maybe a tenth of the clients the nutritionists see, uh, have been crying in the office. Oh, a therapy session. Yeah. We have napkins, tissues for everybody. They become true therapy sessions. And, you know, for me, what I tell people, I go, this is one thing that you are in control of. You were not in control of people hurting you or treating you like crap. You weren't. But you're in control of taking a stand, bettering your life, and being the best that you yeah. can do. I think back in February, we actually held a big mental health seminar that was tied to a charity of one of our members who had lost his son to a suicide for mm-hmm. mental health a few months earlier. So it ended up being a tremendous event. I want to say 75, 80 people in there. Um, oh, yeah. We, we, had it, we were forced to cap it at 80 people because we don't we couldn't fit any more people in our facility. But if it wasn't forced to cap at 80, there'd be... Yeah. Um, so it was neat. I went up, shared a bit about my story, my past struggles I've been through. Um, we had a therapist come in. She gave us some awesome tips. And then we had a lot of our members share. And I mean, people shared everything from uh, spousal abuse, drug addiction, lost loved ones, uh, mm-hmm. to suicide and health, you know, other things. We had a few police officers talk about open up about their partner's suicides that they never talked about before so it was really cool to see all these different people who would have never spoken to each other otherwise yep get connected on the same level it was one of the most powerful things to see that to see people come together and the first thing i said you know when i opened up i go all of you in here are strangers and you all have more in common with each other than you can even imagine you were all attracted to this mental health seminar for a reason you were all attracted to be here together and little do you know that the person's sitting right next to you is dealing with something similar to you, maybe different, but all in all, it comes down to your mental health coping with some some yeah. sort of traumatic and, and, if, and if anybody does want to check that out, we, that is on our YouTube channel. It was an outstanding, outstanding. Yeah, it's about seminar. 90 minutes, I think. Yeah, it, it was it was very emotional, very powerful, but it needed to be done. It so that, needed to be done. So, yeah, we try to, I, I want to say, we're as much a mental, we're all about mental health. <laughs> it, you can't have nutrition without it. Nope. Can you just give our listeners the name of your YouTube channel so they know what to search for online? Yep. If they go on YouTube, if you just look up Revolutionized Nutrition, our whole page should come up and there's a ton of content there. A ton. Yeah. And if you have trouble getting it there, we're all over everything else. I think we're uh, the website's RevolutionizedUSA.com. Instagram's RevolutionizedUSA. Facebook's just Revolutionized Nutrition. And usually if you type Google Revolutionized Nutrition, you'll find us one of those ways. Our website, all of our content will come up, should come up. And and like Michelle said, we have so much free stuff out there available with it. Blogs, videos, podcasts, ton of stuff. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And the one thing that I want to mention here is that you guys don't just handle clients from a nutritional perspective. You also do it from a fitness perspective. Yeah. I don't want to say it connects even more, but I think can be a little easier to access for everybody who has struggled with bullying, especially in terms of finding whether it's athletics, a group, a club, intramural, a buddies at the gym or a Reddit forum group. Yeah. A lot of really positive things that come out of fitness that are different than nutrition. Even. Yeah, definitely different. Yeah. I think that with fitness, there's a little bit more sense of community with that because you can really do that yeah. together with other people. Whereas with nutrition, that's more on a case-by-case basis. So when you said community, you literally nailed it there. You know, we work with a lot of gyms, a lot of small like box gyms, and their communities are very, very strong. Now, when you come to a nutritional office, it's very private. You are, It's one individual with one nutritionist in a private office yeah. sharing some deep stuff. So when me and Randy started doing these seminars in-house, we wanted to create that sense of community. We wanted to bring all these people together who have been members with us for months, if not years, and introduce them to each other so they can relate to each other and have yeah. more in common so, with for example, where you, if you came to your box gym for your class, it's going to be 20 people in a room hanging out, sweating, you know, blood, yeah. sweat, and tears together bonding. 
the way our office is set up, we're at a, a medical building. So you walk in, we have a big reception area, two fit 3D scanners. But then you go back, it's all private offices like you would see at a therapist or a doctor. Yeah. So you walk in with your private nutritionist, you guys have your own room, you do your things. So you're really not going to overlap with too many people outside of the reception area. Yeah. So that's where we started really doing these basically bi-weekly seminars now and tons of online content. Yeah. And that's definitely really great for bullying victims such as myself. I grew up having so much trouble making friends. So being part of a community like that where everyone's cheering each other on and like you guys had mentioned with that mental health seminar that everyone's there for a common purpose, you can really create some beautiful friendships out of it. Yeah, and and between friendships and just confidence. Confidence is a very powerful thing. And when people start gaining confidence in themselves and know how to stand up for themselves or do something without feeling like people are going to mock them or make fun of them, and they're like, this is me. Yeah, and and it's pretty cool. And I just want to jump on that too. The confidence has nothing to do with your body. Now, I have seen men and women that look like freaking cover models that are the most insecure. insecure. And I've seen people that you would, you know, average looking, but they walk into a room and light everything up with their yes. smile or personality and they don't give two what you think because they're happy. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And I curse a lot. Me and Randy have potty now, so you got to yeah. deal with that. <laughs> it's okay. I still love you guys just as much. <laughs> and that's why it's always important, too, that we always line up the mental health or the nutrition because people have that false uh, narrative that if I hit this ideal body type, I'm going to be happy. Uh, there are mm-hmm. some issues we have to clean up first, and that may help, but it's not going to clean the issue. We, we know yeah. many people who have who have achieved the most beautiful physique you could imagine, and they, like Rain said, they're lonely, they're sad, they're not happy with themselves or their lives, whatever it may be. You know, so it's, it's way, it goes much deeper than what you're going to see on the outside of somebody. A lot of onions, a lot of onions, a lot mm-hmm. of layers here. Yes, you're, you're making a Shrek reference, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah, onions have layers. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so, 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 so much for coming on to my show today. I appreciate it more than you think. And I really do think that this discussion with the connection between nutrition and the mental health of bullying victims is so needed today because so many people out there really forget about the effects of food on our mental health. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, and it it all comes together. It's They're not these separate entities, nutrition, mental health. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll end it here. It's, you know, you, you got to train and feed your mind and body. And it's not as hippy-dippy a thing as it sounds. Right. It's, it's a lot more hard and science and factual than, pe- than people think. And I think when everyone realizes, like I was kid around, I say people have no problem going to the gym when they're fit, but you'll never hear someone say, I'm going to the therapist for a mental checkup. Mm-hmm. Just want to see how I'm doing. No, why wouldn't? And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to say, I've had a rough month. I want to get back to my mental health. But if you miss the gym for three weeks, you're going to say, I got to get back in the gym. Right. We want to make that as normal. Why is a therapist as normal as a trainer? Yep. Go for your tune-ups. Yes. And it's interesting. My parents actually used to live on the West Coast. And out there, having a mental health therapist is just as normal as having your primary care physician. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and I agree. I think there's something to be said with this, uh, you know, Northeast, we're tough, we can handle it, you know, move on, next, next big deal, don't worry about it. Mentality, it's a little different lifestyle. You know, pros and cons to everything, but yeah. (laughs)
But I agree, though, it really does need to be something that's normalized, especially in the case of bullying victims, that they feel less fearful of sharing their stories. I know for me, I was bullied for most of my life, and I really struggled with putting my story out there. I was so fearful of being ridiculed by other people, but just through the encouragement of my incredible family and surrounding myself with the best people, seeking mental health help, that has all really helped me to become more brave in sharing my story. And yes. through yes. this through this yeah. discussion, I really want bullying victims to be fearless in the pursuit of their nutritional goals to help them heal. And I'll add on to that because I think you um, actually glossed over something super important. Uh, and I think nobody should be scared to share their story. And I see it for a lot of different reasons, whether they're scared to scare, they're scared to scared to share it <laughs> because they don't want to re- they don't want to relive the trauma or possibly be bullied about the incident. That's true, yeah. Or the other side, which I don't want to say is more common, but I'd say it's more common for me when it comes to sharing my issues, at least as I have that, let's say, the fraud or imposter syndrome. Like, you know what? I might have it bad, but it's nothing compared to what I saw online today. So I don't want to share that. People are just going to think, oh, I'm weak. Right. No, whatever your issue is, share it. Somebody else is dealing with it. And I always find I feel the best when I can help somebody else out with stuff. Definitely. And it's so cliche when they say you're not alone, but it's so true when people are going through different struggles or they face various traumas hearing somebody else who went through it and overcame it that is all the comfort in the world that person suffering really needs yeah yeah it's it's like i don't know if you're a rick and morty fan it's it's a big universe a lot of people we're all not that unique (laughs) everyone's going through something similar and we can all relate we're a lot more similar than we are different yeah Yes, right on. And um, with that, I just want to thank you guys again for being on the show today. And uh, I just want to encourage all my listeners again to please connect with Revolutionize on all your social media platforms. Please reach out to them. They are such game changers in the nutrition industry. And I am so proud to know them. They are dear friends of mine. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, I just want to, I'll end with this. We want to congratulate you on your big win. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, for my listeners who do not know, I was recently crowned as Miss New Jersey International and Woo! I am currently preparing to hit the stage this summer at Miss International. Randy and Michelle are my proud nutrition and fitness sponsors. I am so excited for this. So are we. Thank you so much again for having us on today. Thank you, Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of One in Five from Bully to Healed. Look out soon for my conversation with Randy and Michelle about using fitness to heal from being bullied. Until then, be well, my one in fivers.